0: Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner. Joining me down the King Power Stadium today for Claude Powell's press conference is Jordan Blackwell.
1: Good evening. Good evening. Good afternoon.
0: Good afternoon, Jordan. I know it's been a long day, but uh, we're not quite in the evening just yet. Um, yeah, we've just had uh, Powell in to talk uh, Liverpool ahead of the uh, lunchtime kickoff on Saturday down here. But uh, before we get to Liverpool, before we get to that game, we have another transfer window to get through. Jordan, we thought one was bad enough, but uh, now they have two this year. Um, already the Premier League window has closed and Leicester City did a fair bit of business there with £100 million spent and £75 million coming back into the club. But it's not uh, all done yet, is it? Um, several players could be going out on loan as uh, Puel streamlines his squad down to the 25 that they
1: must register with the Premier League. Yes, yeah, so there's still um, a, a few things to be done. The, the Football League uh, clubs can still loan players from Premier League clubs. Or Leicester could still sell abroad to, to European clubs um, before uh, Friday. Um, yes, I th- uh, as far as we we've worked it out, there's still 29 players that are over age, uh, if you like. So there's still four that Leicester need to get rid of, if you like, before the before the deadline, before they register their 25-man squad. So we're expecting some of those to be King and Simpson, who have. Um, struggled to to find a space in in clubwell's plans we've not seen them at all in a matchday squad this season they cut they missed the last few pre-season games as well um instead playing for the under 23s in their pre-season games um so i think it's it, it's likely that they're the two that certainly leave on loan um club was asked about that today and he while trying to avoid saying their name specifically he did say he wanted to find other teams for certain players and find them other projects, but it it was a a matter of showing them respect as well um which I think is fair enough particularly for for King and Simpson given the um you know the impact that they've had at the club over the past few seasons but um Ben Luan is another one that could possibly leave uh he's not been seen in any match day squads uh since the season started the competitive game started. Um, and then possibly another one of the the younger players, if you like, maybe Kalameh or maybe Bartosz Kapuska, um, could could go out on loan as well. Um, so yes, we're we're expecting business to be done. There's uh, the word respect. I I
0: found interesting because it's been uh, a word that's been used a lot, um, referring to King and Simpson. Uh, not I was I wasn't referring to Jose Mourinho. And um, there were, a lot of people been saying about you know they deserve respect when we talk about their. Potentially the end of their Leicester City careers. Uh, It's no real surprise that Andy King could be on his way. He spent the second half of last season alone at Swansea and seemed to state then that uh, that was the end of his Leicester City career. Uh, Aston Villa have been linked, but uh, they've since got a midfielder in, so I wonder if their interest is still uh, there. But um, Danny Simpson's an interesting one, though, isn't it? Because we knew when Ricardo was signed that uh, Danny would face a fierce battle for his position at right-back. And was likely not to be starting as many games this season, but now he's fallen behind Danny Amate in the pecking order for uh, right back, and that his fall is quite
1: dramatic in uh, in the last few months. Yeah, I think in particular because because he was still in the team, at, you know, at the end of last season. I think there was a point in um, March time, I think, when Amate did come in uh, at right back, but then as, literally as soon as he came in, he got injured. Um so and then Simpson came back in the team and maybe that was an indication then that Amate had jumped above Simpson. Um I think Powell probably sees Amate as someone he can mould um and he can he, he can get Amate to play the way he wants to play. Maybe he thinks Simpson, you know, the wrong side of thirty, is probably a bit too set in his ways. Um whereas Amate is 23, he's he's been learning new positions. <laughs> Seemingly throughout his Leicester City career, he he seems to crop up everywhere. Um, so I think Powell probably sees him that he can he can shape him and he can get he can get him to play the one way he wants to play, and perhaps he doesn't see that with Simpson.
0: Well, yeah, I would agree with that because that certainly fits with uh, Powell's ethos of uh, developing young players. Um, and we'll get to one that he wants to develop away from the club in a minute. But going back to to Simpson, it was uh, noticeable how different the role was under Puel. However, he was expected to get forward much more than he did previously, and uh, although he was saying there was a potential for Simpson to learn and develop, it looks like he's given up on
1: him. Yeah, and to be honest, I thought Simpson did okay, Um, you know, coming forward, and he he was getting forward a bit more in linking play, not really getting any assists or anything like that, Uh, but certainly um, linking play a little bit better. Um, Then all of a sudden, Ricardo comes in, and gets a couple of assists in his first couple of games and then you think, "Oh, okay, well, that's that's clearly what Puel wants from a right back um, with the way that Ricardo plays and the way he attacks. Um, so, yeah, it's been a surprise that that Simpsons 4 been so dramatic. Um, I certainly wouldn't have expected him, you know, thinking to the end of last season, I certainly wouldn't have expected him to be out of the plans. I thought he would make him take a step and become, you know, the the League Cup right back if you like um, but yeah it's been a been a dramatic fall and I think he's one of those that that will find more game time that online and with, with those two going as well that's a lot of experience
0: that uh, Puoli's jettisoned from that squad and I, I agree with you I thought Simpson would be the number two for the number two position uh, and provide that experience and, and support uh, within the squad but Danny Mate for me still looks unconvincing as a right back he's still learning the position it's quite clear he doesn't offer that much going forward from what I've seen, and he certainly isn't a better defensive right-back than uh, Danny Simpson. Danny, that's his strength, defending the far post, um, yeah. keeping uh, wingers wide. Not often you see him beaten all ends up by a, a, a winger. Uh, it was just the fact that he, his attacking abilities wasn't in, uh, didn't suit Puel's style of play. But Danny Amate seems to be... I don't really un- understand where he is in that in that scale.
1: Yeah, I, d- I mean, he's certainly he's clearly not as good a defender as Simpson is at, certainly at this moment. Um, I think we've we've seen that certainly in the first few games this season at United, obviously giving away the the penalty. Um, Southampton, he had a bit of trouble as well, um, and they sort of Southampton was sort of targeting him, and attacking down that wing. Um, yes, yeah, so I no, I agree with you. I I, I struggled to see was thinking other than, Amate is eight years younger, and he thinks that he can he can develop him and maybe turn him into a player, that is both, a rounded defender and can get forward and, and, and do stuff at the other end, um, whereas Simpson can't do that because you know he's he spent a whole career playing a certain type of way and it's unlikely that he's all of a sudden going to be able to to change dramatically when he's in, in his early thirties.
0: Well, in contrast to somebody in the uh, coming towards the end of their career, Philip uh, Benkovic, who I was confirmed, he's considering sending him out on loan. Uh, Celtic have been strongly linked with him, and uh, he did talk about uh, the need for him to get used to British football, the physicality and the intensity of British football. Move to the Scottish Premier League, would that do the job? Um,
1: I, I think it would do a decent job. Although I think there's, I mean, uh, there's obviously lots of, of everything's been mentioned about. Um, the Scottish League and Celtic and how dominant they are, and whether he, whether the teams in the Scottish Premiership are a, are a good enough test um, for for young players. Um, but I certainly think that would I think you certainly get more football there than you would at City. Uh, I think and Clubwell said this today. City have quite a, a lot of centre backs now. Yeah. Um, you know they've got uh, they've got Morgan Maguire and Evans who we know are going to be the regulars. They also signed Charles Soyunja on deadline day. Can you repeat that please? <laughs> Ch- Charla Soyunja. And that's how you pronounce it apparently guys. <laughs> um, so th- there's clearly a lot of options there and if, if they still need more options beyond that there's an abundance of centre-backs um, in the development squad, uh, particularly with 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 Hughes and Johnson and Knight. So there's there's plenty of options there so it makes sense to at least let Benkovic go on loan so that he's not sitting at Leicester a fifth choice a fifth choice centre back he's not going to get much football, because centre backs don't need to be rotated as much, or, you know they don't need to be subbed as much or whatever so yeah it makes sense to to get him to go out on loan, um, I think he's still I mean he's still got a lot of experience he's playing the Champions League for Dinamo Zagreb he was a regular in their defence for a couple of seasons before he moved to City so it's not it's not he's not a really new player he does have experience on first team football but yeah maybe somewhere like Celtic is the the halfway point to getting to getting ready to, to um to, to play for City.
0: Now you've seen Suunju, is that Soon-Jew. right? Sunju. And uh Benkevich in action for the under twenty threes. Can you just describe for the listeners a little bit how they play, what their
1: characters are as players? Um Benkevich is what I would describe as an old fashioned centre half. He's very tall. I think his first touch for the under twenty three is about Ten seconds into his first appearance was a thumping header down the pitch. It went about fifty yards down the pitch. Um he does not lose an aerial battle. Uh certainly he didn't in the under-23s games he's played. Um he's six foot six, I think. Um so he's very much a, you Robert Hooth. Yes, I I suppose there are there are likenesses there. He's he's tall, he's strong, he's uh he's very much a defender's defender. Um he was a little bit too casual on the ball, I think that's the word that, that Steve Beaglehold, the under-23s manager, used as well uh, in his first game. I think maybe if you've played Champions League games, all of a sudden playing an under-23s game in front of a few hundred people maybe seems a bit um, lacklustre and so he was sort of chipping the ball up and attempting to volley passes around and stuff like that, but it didn't quite come off. But he, he seemed to to stop that by the second half of, the, uh, the, of his first appearance. Um, so Yunju is different, I would say he certainly he didn't stand out physically among the under 23s. He was, you know, he's I think he's six foot one. Um but he his ball playing ability seemed a, a little bit more advanced. Um he looked to bring it down whenever he could. I had to look at the end of the game to see which foot he preferred because I couldn't tell from watching him whether he was right footed or left footed. Um so that that and that's certainly promising. He likes to tackle. Uh, he's he was very good at one on one situations where you know a defender running at uh, an attacker running at him and, uh, and sticking his foot in and timing it correctly. Um, you know he's clearly confident. He did a cross turn in his own box at one point. Um, so I think there's yeah he's he's the more developed defender and I think he's more in the Maguire mould. Uh, whereas as you say, Benkovic is more of a hoof type defender. So there are differences there, and I think that makes sense for Leicester to have bought two different types of defenders um, on deadline day it wouldn't really have made sense if they bought the same person twice if you like um, so yeah there's certainly lots of promise there and I think we'll see Suyunja maybe make his first team appearance maybe the next round of the cup mm-hmm. would, would be my guess Right okay let's uh,
0: talk about the other lads that might be going out we think it's either going to be Bartosz Kapuska or Callum Elder we know Wigan Um, he he was a great success uh, Elder was the uh, Australian I was going to say young Australian but he's not that young anymore is he and uh he yeah, they won him back, so that's a possibility. And um, Kapuska, his career has just completely nuttily stalled at City. He desperately
1: needs to move on, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there was when he went to Freiburg last season. There was the hope that he would, you know, being closer to home, um, uh, and being closer to Poland, that he would, it would get on a little bit better. But he hardly played any football there. He played a little bit more than he played at City, but not much. Um, and I think there was, I think it was their sporting director or their manager said, he oh, wasn't ready for this. He wasn't ready for the move to Leicester from Poland. Um, so it, yeah, it, it seems like everything has come slightly too soon uh, for for Kapuska. Uh, for the under 23s this season, he's looked okay. He's played he's played a, f- a fair amount of games. Um, he he seems to have bulked up a little bit from the from the the preseason games the under twenty three games I've seen him in. You know he's getting stuck in a little bit more. He's winning headers and that kind of thing. Uh, but then the the under 23s game on Monday he, against Blackburn, he was shoved off the ball really easily in the first half. But then he scored in the second, and he looked like a different player. So maybe there, there are confidence issues there. I think when you you know when you've played at Euro twenty sixteen uh, for your country, and then all of a sudden you can't you can't get a first team game anywhere. Um, it, you know that might be a bit of a, a blow to your self esteem. So I think there's. He probably needs to go to somewhere, even if it's a a real drop where he will start games. You don't want him to go to another Bundesliga team where he might not get a game again and he's going to be on the bench and he's going to be go on the reserves. You you do want to send him somewhere, to a first, uh, you know, to a club that's a bit lower down where he can play first team games and he's almost guaranteed to play. I think then we'll maybe start to see more of him. But um, whether he has a, a future at City. It, it, it's up in the air at the minute. I
0: think. Well, yeah, we'll certainly see by
1: uh, tomorrow's deadline
0: how City shape. What we sort of expect uh, those lads to move on, but we'll see if those deals can be done. Let's move on to team news ahead of the game against Liverpool. Uh, it's been a good start for City, uh, uh, winning back-to-back games now against Wolves and away at Southampton last week. But this is going to be a stern test, mm-hmm. and uh, it's the last game of Jamie Vardy's ban. Now Vardy's got a great goal-scoring record against the top sixers we've always reported um,
1: particularly against Liverpool he scored some famous goals as well but yes. he's going to be a loss yeah definitely I think there's the, I mean as soon as Vardy got that red card um, <clears throat> against Wolves there were so many Liverpool fans on social oh, media I saw them as well yeah. just the relief that he wasn't going to play against them um, so yes I think that is it's certainly a big deal particularly as Liverpool seem to have sorted out their defensive problems you know last season everyone was talking about Liverpool on oh, this great attacking force but they're hopeless at the back um, but they've got a new goalkeeper uh, they've not conceded a goal yet the defence seems to be fairly solid um, so yeah it's going to be it's going to be a, a, a probably about as tough as a test as Leicester will have at home this season um, so yeah it'll be interesting I think Ian Iheanacho needs to do more I think that Although he did very well in pre season, since the league games have started, we've not quite seen him much that, uh, that form from pre season. He could have had a hat trick on Tuesday night, couldn't he? Yes, and and that's the thing. I think against a weaker opposition, he he was able to get into positions, and he's clearly he clearly has the knack. If you like, he knows where to go, he knows the runs to make. Um, you know, when he got into good positions, yeah, and like you say, he could have had a hat trick. He just got the one. Um, but I think we need to see him do that in the Premier League, uh, so that. The fans and also well feel like Leicester have a a really good alternative to Vardy when Vardy isn't available or for whatever reason. Um, so yes, it's going to be interesting. But I think Liverpool are clearly even stronger than they were last season. So it's it's going to be um it's going to be difficult.
0: Now there was eight changes for the uh, Caribou Cup game against yes, Fleetwood on Tuesday, but we're expecting the same starting 11 uh, that one down at st mary's aren't we to take the field against liverpool matty james is still missing we ex- we think the earliest we're going to see him is the end of um, september when he'd be ready um, a complication in uh, the healing process after an operation around that that uh, problematic achilles heel and uh, the the uh, young man that you like to pronounce so often, Siyendu. That's it, Siyunja. <laughs> he um, he's not going to be uh, ready as well. He needs a couple more under twenty three games. But
1: besides yeah. that, it's a clean bill of health. Yeah, and that's you know that's good at this stage, particularly with with so many players coming back late and perhaps not getting as much running in their legs before the season started as Puel would have liked. But yet, so yeah, to only have three players, if you like, unavailable: Vardy, James, and Siyendu. Uh, at this stage, is um pretty good. I'm sure Puel will be pleased with that. So, are you happy with that starting eleven? Is that the eleven you'd pick? Papi Mendy's coming and done a great job. He, he has, yeah, it? He's, he's done really well. Um, I think we're starting to see the 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 real Mendy. I know that's how Puel's built it as well. The Mendy that that was captain of Puel's niece and that that convinced City to buy him. Um, am I happy with the starting eleven? I think the one contentious thing is the right back and the and the right wing. Um. I really liked the the Ricardo Albrighton combination that played against Wolves. Um I think there's a obviously Ricardo's extremely attacking but everyone knows that Albrighton works his socks off and knows where to be defensively even if he's not, you know, defensive minded, he he knows how to um to, you know to get back and cover and stuff like that. So I think that works really well because they can build a really good partnership where they just keep alternating. Um so maybe I'd like to see that, but I think against uh a, a better opposition, maybe they're thinking, Okay, we'll stick with the Mate who's a bit more defensive and Ricardo a bit more defensive um in front of him. Um but other than that, yeah, I'd say it's the the lineup's been pretty much spot on. I think Mendy, as you say, has played really well and is, in two games he seems to have solidified that spot next to Ndidi ahead of um Silver and Ibora. Um Morgan did Pretty well uh, against Southampton after being brought back in. I, mean, I think there was a, a bit of a surprise there that he came back in and Evans lost his spot. But... Although it's going to be a
0: bit different on uh, Saturday than it was last Saturday. Yes, exactly, I know. Yeah. I'm not no disrespect to Danny Ings who's just gone to Southampton from Liverpool and you know, the lads that they've got at Southampton. But this is Mo Salah, who for me is at the moment probably the best forward in world football at the moment. You got Sadio Mane as well. You yeah. can tear it up for me If there's any weaknesses, there's any chinks in Leicester City's defensive armour, they will find it. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, It's it's going to be tough, and maybe that you know we've seen so far the how you know how uh, attacking Chilwell has been able to be. but he may have to take a, a step back just to watch Salah well, Here's bit. an idea then.
0: Would you play Christian Fuchs ahead of Ben Chilwell just for this game? Having seen Fuchs perform on Tuesday, how it looks like he's in form, uh, admittedly against um, poor def- opposition in Fleetwood, who really showed um, that they weren't interested at all in the Carabao Cup by making 11 changes. Would you throw Fuchs in for that extra solidity in, at the,
1: in the back? No. Yeah, you'd stick with Chilwell. I'd stick with Chilwell. I think... One, I think if chiwell does uh make a mistake in terms of his positioning, which I think that I admit that is more likely with uh Chirwell than it is with Fuchs, Chiwell has the, the pace to get back. And also, if he doesn't play the big games against the really good opponents like Mo Salah, he's never gonna learn and he's never gonna develop into a really good left back, which is what Leicester hope he he's going to turn turn into. He's clearly got a lot of talent, he's really good on the ball, the way he dribbles forward with it you know he, there was a chance at the end of the Wolves game 94th minute Leicester down to 10 men he gets the ball on the halfway line dribbles past about five players and, and gets a shot on goal that side of his game is is really good for a, for a 21 year old he has work to do defensively but he's never going to learn if he if he only ever plays the games against weaker opposition and he doesn't get these chances where He's again, up against a really world class opponent. So yes, I will still with Chilwell.
0: No, we were watching the game on Tuesday night and trying to look for clues as to what Puel was going to do after the Saturday game and we were looking at the players that were being withdrawn and kept fresh and um, obviously Amate came off and we thought one of the wide men come off before Brighton came off, then he'd have all Brighton in his thinking for uh, for Liverpool. But it was Rashid Giselle that came off and uh, he'd impressed, hadn't he? in the second half of that game in particular first half not so much but second half cracking goal do you think we're going to see him feature at some stage against the Reds? Um,
1: I don't think he'll start no I think I think maybe his early withdrawal um, was perhaps to do with him not playing as much in pre-season and also probably wanted to give Diabate a game because he's not had a game so far this season Um, I think we'll see him come off the bench and I think we'll, we'll probably see him have more of an impact. I know he's made a couple of substitute appearances in the league so far but the b you know he's not had much time to, to really to do anything. So I think we'll um we'll see him play a little bit more than he, he has done and hopefully he can he, he can show what he did at the end of the Fleetwood game where he scored that goal. Now I know certain people at this club don't like um
0: the comparison between Giselle and Riyad Mahrez. Although we have pointed out that, you know, when you sign a twenty six year old Algerian who's left footed and plays on the right, then inevitably those comparisons are gonna be there. But his goal was very Marez esque.
1: Yeah, that's that's sort of the shape he put on it and the way he cuts in off the, the wing. And I actually think it the, the way he controls the ball is very similar as well. Um and I know you spoke to to Christian Fuchs afterwards who said in the first training session, Oh hang on, he looks a little bit familiar. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So I think you know, even the players are thinking it. Um, yes, I think there, there are clear similarities there and I think it, at this point it's inescapable the comparisons. But I think if he continues to do things where he scores goals or he, he provides assists, um, I think the more he plays, the fans will start to notice subtle differences between him and Mahrez and that's when I think he can develop his own personality and all of a sudden people will... F- forget about Morris. I think also because Morris's departure is so recent as well I think that's why the comparisons are yeah. still there but I think when so this was similar when uh, when Kante left and they signed Mendy and Mendy was the new Kante and then Mendy got injured and they signed Ndidi and then Ndidi was the new Kante you don't really hear that anymore you don't really hear about Ndidi or Mendy being the new Kante so I think after a period of time if Gizal if can put in enough good performances everyone will forget about Morris, and it will become... Until New Year's Day, isn't it? Is it New <laughs> Year's Day, the Man City game, I think it is? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, the, yeah, I think there's... He, he can he can shrug off these comparisons, if you like. Yeah, well, join us um, on Leicestershire Live
0: for uh, a live blog throughout the, uh, the game on Saturday. You can follow all the action uh, there. We've got all the build-up now on the uh, Leicestershire Live website as we look forward to the clash with Liverpool, all the uh, stuff from Claude's Uh, press conference that we've just been discussing that's all going on as well so thanks for joining us and join us again when we look back on hopefully what would be a victory over the Reds